Welcome back to License to Spiel. I'm Carl Wonders. And I'm Fat Hate. And this week we are going back to the world of James Bond parodies with 2003's Johnny English. Indeed. Yes. I remember the posters that build this as Bean Meets Bond. I, I read somewhere that there are some weirdo Bond fans out there that in their head canon, this is Nigel Small Fawcett, and he's just under a code name. I can see that. I mean, it's essentially the same guy. Yeah, it is. Uh, and this is written by Neil Purvis and Robert. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Interestingly, the, the third one is as well, but the second one is not. I've only seen this one. Oh, no, the third one. I'm sorry. No, the third one is also by someone else, by William Davies, who was the, th- the third writer for this one. Never mind. So this is the only Purvis and Wade. Right. The second one has the based on characters by Purvis and Wade. Ah. Okay. So, interestingly enough, Johnny English, the character, mm-hmm. is was originated as something else. Okay. Johnny English was a character called Richard Latham, played by Rowan Atkinson, in British TV commercials for Barclay Card. Okay. And that's where the character of Both comes from, actually. Oh, really? <laughs> yes. Played by a different actor, but it was the they he was his you know henchman called Boff, and some of the gags in the movie actually came straight from those commercials. So it's it's almost like a uh, Ted Lasso situation. Yes. So where they they had a commercial with a character in it, and they decided to make a bigger story. Mm-hmm. With okay, and that show is so good. It is. It's better than this movie. Yeah, this movie. What I saw this in the theater. Uh, in 2003, um, I was in 11th grade. I remember going to see this with a couple friends, and I loved it at the time. 17-year-old Thad thought it was hilarious. <laughs> uh, 35-year-old Thad thinks some of it is funny. Yep. Uh, but there's a lot of it that's just cringe. I guess it really depends on whether you are a Mr. Bean fan or not. Yeah, and I'm not really. Okay. Uh, I have seen probably every episode of Mr. Bean because I grew up in a family that watched PBS on Saturday nights. Mm-hmm. And some Mr. Bean things are funny, but I'm not a huge fan of that kind of humor in general. Uh, my favorite Rowan Atkinson role is Blackadder. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I mean, I'm, I think I'm probably a bigger Mr. Bean fan, and I couldn't tell you why I'm a big Mr. Bean fan. I mean, I wouldn't say I'm a big Mr. Bean fan. I, just, I find him funny. Mm-hmm. A lot of times I find myself laughing and i know i probably shouldn't and i think a lot of the stuff that works in this movie is very bean centric in that it's a lot of physical comedy without dialogue Mm -hmm. sometimes it's weird to me when you have these goofy things going on and then rowan atkinson has lines because you know mr bean doesn't ever say much of anything i mean clearly he's carrying his mr bean persona with him to the point where i looked up some of the the foreign translations of the this movie so in in china they just called this movie mr bean becomes a secret agent um actually they called him silly bean because that's what they call him in chinese uh so it's silly bean becomes a a secret agent and then in brazil it was mr bean a very crazy agent (laughs) all right where are you seeing the foreign titles is that on imdb uh it was yeah it's in the imdb trivia 
uh, I don't think there's a Johnny English wiki, although that probably <laughs> I was just looking somewhere. at the Wikipedia page <laughs> for the movie. Okay. Uh, I have not. I was not yeah. looking at IMDb trivia after you know the after realizing just how ridiculous they are. The poster I'm looking at has the tagline: "He knows no fear. He knows no danger. He knows nothing." I also remember that one. And then. <laughs> Johnny English, prepare for British intelligence, which actually I think that's funny. But, you know, in watching this movie, I the the closest parallel or comparison I can think of is more of a Maxwell Smart, get smart kind of thing, where he's at times competent and other times he just screws up. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think he's an idiot, where it seems like that all the marketing is to make this guy out to be a complete doofus who doesn't know anything and is just a moron. But there are times like, I, I think, you know, in the, towards the beginning of the film when they're in the parking garage and they see the guy working under the car and they're walking and then he stops and says, did that sound like so-and-so to you? Yeah, that was good. That's not a dumb guy making that observation. You know, he's just a klutz more than, and he does stupid things, but I don't think he's a moron. At least that's not the sense I got. Yeah, no, I, I I would agree with that. Although, there are definitely... Like, he's also shown as not very smart in plenty of... Like, I mean, the whole reason this whole start this well, this whole thing starts is because he got the hatch codes wrong for the, <laughs> yeah, the smart guy. That's right. You know, we should say, you know, the, the I like the Walter Mitty bit at the beginning mm-hmm. where we see, you know, Rowan Atkinson breaking into this... He has the squeaky the toys squeaky in his toys. pocket. Yeah. <laughs> These dogs... <laughs> He's breaking into the usual castle giant estate place, you know, and, and he's seen to be really kind of suave and knows everything that's going on. And then it turns out it's it's all like him daydreaming at work. And that works for me. Mm-hmm. And then Agent One comes in and does like the coat toss onto the coat rack. And and yeah, like you were saying, he, he gives him the coat, the, 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 the hatch code for the submarine, which doesn't open. No, but I like Agent One throwing the coat on the rack, which is a nod to Bond throwing his hat. Yep. But then we also later <laughs> see Johnny throw his coat out the window. Yes, which I like a lot. <laughs> yeah, that was a good. That was a good bit. Should point out he's wearing the Mister Bean outfit in this first scene here at work. Yes, like with that suit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that is the yes, that's the standard Mister Bean suit. And I, and I like just the way the the whole thing is handled, where you just get like the communique on screen that. Agent Zero has been killed in action, and then it pauses. Submarine hatch failed to open. Oh, so I should also mention that Agent One, before he throws his coat, is wearing his coat in that way that I can't stand. Oh, with just without <laughs> putting his hands or his arms through the sleeves. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I freaking hate that. No one ever wears their a coat like that except douchebags. <laughs> And I'm not even sure if douchebags in real life wear their coats like that. I I've never seen just, anyone in real life do that. I think it's just douchebags in movies. Yeah. <laughs> and I do like this bit where he's he's guarding the funeral, and all the agents are going to the funeral, and then there's a bomb in the coffin. Yes. And it, all of, well, they, they call them MI7. Which is also funny. Which is funny, and, I, and there's that line in Dr. No where M refers to being head of MI7. If you carry a double O number, it means you're licensed to kill, not get killed. And another thing, since I've been head of MI7, there's been a 40% drop in double O operative casualties, and I want it to stay that way. Oh, does he? Yeah, and I, and I don't know why, but... So, yeah, then we find out there's only one secret agent left, Johnny mm-hmm. English, and we get the title montage. We do. So, I bought this song on iTunes okay. after seeing this movie. <laughs> <laughs> it's not bad. Um, 
In, in I don't know. No- it's catchy. It gets in your head. Yes, it absolutely does. One eye on the shadows protecting his fellows from sun up to the moon on his back. Send the villains to Hades, a hit with the ladies, a stallion in the sack. You can't get your laugh back when right follows left jack. The more you see, the less you know. When others would leak in his service, his secret place, God would get your time to go. Crane and country safe and sound with villains six feet underground, and no one knows because no one's found any trace of a man for all seasons. Loves him and leaves him alone. So This is the only time where I'll say I think Spy Hard did it better. <laughs> but that's just because Spy Hard has a really good Weird Al song. Sure. I like this montage during the credits, though. Yes, it's very good. Uh, he's reading serious spying at one point. Uh, he's trying on hats. And I like this montage where he goes into the building and is just walking around looking all suave and stuff. And then it's clear he's lost. Yes. <laughs> And the gun doesn't have a trigger. The gun doesn't have, yes, the gun doesn't have a trigger. There's there are a lot of running gags with this gun. Yeah. Some of them are funny. Some of them are funny. Yeah. The 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 crap wasn't funny. Well, none of that is funny. Uh the the one that I like the best is when the clip just falls out of his gun. Yes, that's good. <laughs> yeah, so now he walks into Pegasus's office, who right. Pegasus is am in this series, and throws his coat out the window. Yep. And then accidentally fires a sleeping dart, hopefully a sleeping dart. Yeah, I don't uh, know what it was, but... Into the secretary. Yep. Which was kind of funny, and then when he has to keep Pegasus in the office so he doesn't see it, that was amusing. It was, yeah. And it, we learn... It, it oh, threatened sorry. to go on too long, but I think it it's did. fine. We learn that... He's going to be providing security for the unveiling of the crown jewels, and Pascal Sauvage is going to be there. <laughs> which, is a, which is a great name. Yes. Just to tie things to Star Trek again, because why not? John Malkovich was in Star Trek? No, no, no. <laughs> Through this whole, this whole movie, I was getting a very British version of Admiral Forrest vibe out of Pegasus. Yeah, I can definitely see that. I can see, yeah, he's got, kind of got, kind of has a British Von Armstrong look to him. Yeah. There was a moment where I was like, is that Von Armstrong? It's not, but... Uh, no, it's not. No. But yeah, the <laughs> he has these windows in his office that I'm convinced are just there so you can get the gag of like the paramedics working on the secretary the whole time. And Yeah, they're very... Non-secretive? Yeah. You'd think he'd want like padded doors and things. Yeah. Like, I feel like... If I were doing a Bond spoof, I would go the other way with M's office, and I would, like, have ridiculous padding. <laughs> for for privacy doors. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and and you're you're bringing up the uh, the credit card commercials helps mm-hmm. a little bit, because I, I've been tr- I was trying to figure out the whole time I'm watching this, why does he have a sidekick? It is a little weird. I mean, I like Boff, and I like what he brings to the movie. Yeah. All right, the gag with the drapery is right out of Mr. Bean. Yes. Where he's feeling up the drapes, I guess, for hidden people, and then he starts 
going up this woman's skirt because she has matched her skirt matches the drapes. Yeah, and then he just closes the drapes and she stays there. Yeah. <laughs> like what? Yep. Because <laughs> that's not how things would actually happen. And this is when we uh, we meet Lorna Campbell, who played by Natalie Imbruglia. I don't. I guess is how. I think is how you I say think. her name. Yeah. Like. Have you seen her acting in anything else other than this? Because I haven't. Well, so I mean, it's, she's it's, a singer. Yeah, she's a singer. She's been in few movies that I've never heard of. Uh, Little Loopers, Among Ravens, Underdogs. Nope. No. Closed for Winter. I don't know that either. But I think she's fine in this. Yeah. She... For somebody who is not yeah. somebody who's usually an, an actor in a movie. No, I think she's fine. I yeah. agree. We also have a British army colonel who is a stereotypical older British army colonel. Oh, God, yes. <laughs> they always remind me of the British army colonel from Temple of Doom. <laughs> yes. And we get John Malkovich with amazing hair. And a not amazing accent. Sorry, can I help? Pascal Sauvage. Jumped up Frenchman. Lorna Campbell. I've been so looking forward to meeting you. Enchanté. I'm I'm... I'm... I'm but of course, you're Johnny English. I've heard all about you. And between you and me, I'm not so keen on the French myself. But please don't tell them that. Mm. Well, let me go and search for your nibbly cheese. Oh, no, no. I, know I insist no. The, the French are, uh, after all, fantastic waiters. The best in the world. Well, you wait but, here, but, and I will wait on you. No, no, really, there's no... No, no, please. Please, please, please. So apparently the joke where he mistakes... The host for the waiter is straight from one of the credit card commercials. And given that suit he's wearing, I can see how. Yeah. And I like the way John Malkovich does it. He just introduces himself as jumped up Frenchman. Yep. And then he's, he says, let me go and search for your nibbly cheese bits. Yeah, yeah. I enjoy that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so this whole thing happens. The power gets cut. And then Johnny English accidentally hits the colonel, even though it wasn't very dark. Right. And then... Uh, <laughs> yeah. I hate embarrassment and humor. Okay. I absolutely hate it. It's the reason why I won't watch The Office. Mm -hmm. uh, and this whole thing, like, why is he even doing this? He could have just said, I didn't see what happened to the colonel. Right. Like, I get it. He doesn't want to admit he accidentally knocked him out, and that's fine. But that he didn't have to make up an assailant and then do a fake fight. Like, why yeah. is that there? So, I don't hate some of this. <laughs> I wish they hadn't cut to inside the room. So you had never actually seen it? Like, you know what he's doing. Right. Because it's Rowan Atkinson. Mm-hmm. And you also wouldn't get the, the stupid racist kung fu fighting noises and stuff. Oh, that's just a requirement for every Bond spoof, apparently. It, it apparently is. But... I still think we've we've gone through a few parodies here, and we I mean we've only really started this one, but I think that we can safely say Spy Hard is the worst. <laughs> uh, I don't know. There, you haven't seen Johnny English three yet. True. It's yes, the worst Spy that we've worst. seen. I have seen all three. Spy Hard is the worst. I think that this one is fairly innocuous to the point where it's never quite as funny as Austin Powers gets to be funny, but it's also not as bad as Austin Powers is at times. I would agree with that, yeah. Other than maybe the one section later when there's a lot of poop jokes for no reason. Yeah, but I, even that is not as bad as Austin Powers at, at its worst. There's no fat bastard in this. Oh, thank God. Or Goldmember. Mm -hmm. Or Mini-Me. Yeah. Uh, so, alright. 
We find out later they dug up from the floor. Yeah. How? <laughs> when we see the when the shield comes up, we see the crown jewel chamber with the jewels missing, but like everything else is still there and sitting the way it was. How did someone come up from below and grab the crown and then did they put all the pillows back? <laughs> like how how did this work? So there's another back when I know you've been watching Columbo, and when Columbo came out, it was one of a bunch of different mysteries they would have on, they would mm-hmm. rotate on and off, and there was a series called Banachek that this reminds me a lot of because it was all about people who would steal stuff, and his job was, he worked for an insurance company, and his job was to try to find what was stolen to, you know, recoup whatever they'd invested on the, the insurance. It would always be these ludicrous things that would happen where they would find these crazy ways of stealing stuff that made no sense and were completely impossible and no one could ever pull off. And that's what this reminds me of. Because, yeah, like you like you said, how would they actually do this? Mm-hmm. Uh, it makes no sense. And later we find out they're still in the tunnel for some reason. Yeah, that's the <laughs> other thing. There was no re- There is no way they would still be at the end of that tunnel the next day. Mm-hmm. No. No. We, we see... A- composite sketch on a sony vio laptop i i i found the composite sketch thing amusing yes also yes the fact that it's a sony vio is like hey it's a real bond movie i i'm gonna jump to the end of the movie i love like the post credit scene with the guy like how he just shows up as being a somebody that actually exists. wait there's a post credit scene yeah i have never seen the post credit scene well it's not post credits i guess it's mid mid credits i have never seen the johnny english mid credits oh where she lands in the pool? No. Oh, okay. Oh, hey, yeah, she does. She lands in the pool, and then it turns out that it's the banana scar guy. Uh, <laughs> yes, nice, <laughs> love it. Yep. <laughs> that is no, I. You've never I've seen never that. I've never seen that scene. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I've seen this movie a few times, and I've apparently always turned it off as soon. <laughs> no, here's the thing. Today, I was watching the end of this while working mm-hmm. so like when the credits came on i just let them play while i was doing other things but i guess i just never looked over because <laughs> uh, they kept playing the music the whole time yeah <laughs> well but yeah that's great that is a nice little gag i yeah, like that yeah oh johnny english shows up to the scene of the crime wearing his jacket the way you hate yes he does he also wore it that way in the theme yeah but that's because he's trying to be agent one yep and yeah, he talks about how there's one thing we can be sure is they didn't come up from the bottom, and then there's the hole. <laughs> so yeah, he and Boff go down through the hole to try to find out what had happened, and yeah, the guys are still there. I I like the the physical gag of them falling into the hole, like over the hole. Mm-hmm. Again, yeah. that's just Rowan Atkinson doing really good physical comedy. Yeah. But yeah, there's guys still in the hole. But first we get this weird thing where he has to sing in E-flat as, like, a sonar. Yeah, so he starts singing, thank you for the music. And I'm sitting here like, it's not, it's not dark. No, it's not. (laughs) So, okay, why did they put the grate, like, there's a whole bunch of problems. Why are they there, and also why is the grate back? Like, I mean. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, anyway. But this is where the clip falls out, which is funny. Yeah. This, this whole section, I think, is full of really good visual gags. Yes. This part, the, the chase with the crane, that's great. I yep. love that. Well, I love the chase with the crane. I love when he gets dropped onto the trailer and then the car drives away and he just kind of goes with it. Mm-hmm. Um, 
there's a lot of great sight gags here. Yeah. Uh, I like. <laughs> I la- I really laughed when when they see their Aston Martin being put on the tow truck and. He said, well, what are we going to do now? And he says, watch and learn. And they run. And then it just turns out he steals the tow truck, which, you know, you think he's going to take the car somehow, but mm-hmm. they just steal the tow truck. Yeah, I mean, it works. Yeah. I like the I like the red light camera. <laughs> and then he blows it up. And then he blows it up. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, I also feel like he wouldn't be in focus like that on the camera. No, the camera probably not. focused on the... Yeah, but... You know, that's probably nitpicking. I like the I like how there's the camera and he blows it up. Yeah, and un- unfortunately, then we end up at the cemetery. And uh, everyone, as soon as we saw the hearse, we all knew this was going to happen. Yep. <sighs> yeah. Boff does get him out of it pretty well by, you know, mm-hmm. pretending he's escaped from a sanitarium and yep. the lunatic response unit. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> that is clever. Yeah. So, all right. Now we find out Sauvage is dastardly plan Mm -hmm. well part of it anyway that yeah about 200 years ago so why did he make this video yeah i'm (laughs) why are we making pre-recorded monologues first off how did he record johnny english second why did he record johnny english third why is he showing people his recording of johnny english so that we know that it exists for the end of the movie. So it's Chekhov's DVD? Yes, yeah. Chekhov's DVD. <laughs> I also think they totally... I, I want that DVD player, though. The thing is cool. Oh, the one that has the three things yeah. on the wall? Yeah. I'm wondering if it's actually a DVD player or if it's really just a CD player. I also... They also always put the discs in upside down in every player. <laughs> in the entire movie. Every time they put a DVD in, they put it in upside down. <laughs> I guess they didn't print special DVDs because they only had a... Well, I feel like they're both... They don't have labels. But they would have some sort of label on the other side. You would think? Sorry, I was trying to look closely to see if we ever saw the other side of the DVD. They only ever show us one side of the DVD. They're very careful about only ever showing us one side, which means to me that they got a spindle of blank DVDs and they didn't want to... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, what was the budget on this movie? Not high. Twenty-five million. No, that was the th- oh. third one. This one was forty million. Okay. Well, I mean, you'd think they could do a a real DVD label because they have Sony VIOs. Yeah, you'd think. They, maybe they didn't they have like Lightscribe or something where they could just like print it using the yeah yeah. Anyway, man, Lightscribe. That's a thing I hadn't thought about in a while. <laughs> you want to like faintly etch something onto the cover of your DVD? Lightscribe. Woohoo! You remember that? I do, yeah. <laughs> Alright, so now we have... Yeah, we have the scene in the parking garage. Mm-hmm. And I do... I do like the... Did that sound like Felch to you? Yep. And then the shootout. Yep. And the clip falls out. Oh, no, the front no, of the, the gun whole, falls The whole off. bolt of the gun flies off. <laughs> yeah. Still funny. Yep. Also, I think we all knew that he... I like when he just does a whole bunch of ridiculous motions and Boff is like, what? And we all knew that he was going to end up pulling down Boff. Of course we did. And then, of course, he's, you know, not admitting that again. He's like, there must have been two of them. Don't dwell on your mistakes. Yeah. <laughs> Where were you? Yeah. <laughs> and then we're at... Uh, we have Chekhov's sushi conveyor. Indeed. I have never actually eaten at a restaurant that does this. I've not either... 
I mean, I've I think seen I've them. S- I saw one once in a yeah. mall, I think, in a shopping yep. mall. Yeah. And I remember thinking, hey, it's that thing from Johnny English. <laughs> <laughs> I like I like when they toast with the sake and she says, you know, cheers, and he says, May all your what is it? May all your daughters be born with three bottoms. Yes. Because, yeah. And now, of course, we've got two identical buildings right next to each other, which certainly won't. Which certainly isn't going to be a problem. One of them is a real building. The other one is not real. Just a CGI, like, copy of it? Yes. It's a real building in London, but, Mm -hmm. yeah. Not for Pascal Sauvage, of course, but... I've never seen a hospital that tall. I've never seen a hospital that tall, no. Uh, I don't think it's an actual hospital. Like, I don't think the real building is a hospital. I think it's... Hold on, let me see if I... If it says what it was. It's One Canada Square is what it's called. It's in Canary Wharf. Okay. It's famous for its pyramid roof. Which, yep. yes, obviously. Which is, yep, very distinctive. And, no, it does not have a hospital. It's just a business <laughs> building with a bunch of different things. Mostly, looks like mostly banks and other businesses. Yeah, I mean, like, what you would expect to be in a high-rise. Yeah. So, of course, Johnny English goes to the wrong one. Yep. And thinks there's, like, sick experimentation going on because there's, you know, hospital patients. Where is Sauvage's office and his name is on the building right across the way there. I like how they all look over there. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> and Bob is like, sir, are you coming over? Yeah. <laughs> I like his line. I did a precautionary sweep of the surrounding environment and everything was fine. <laughs> so now they accidentally give a guy a truth serum instead of a muscle relaxant. Yep. And which, okay. I, which is funny later. Yes. All right. So this is where we learn that Sauvage is making a fake Archbishop of Canterbury to crown him king, which I don't think that wouldn't work. No. This plan is dumb. I have a lot of questions about this plan. All right. So let's start with the fact that Sauvage is a descendant of the Stuarts. Yep. So that goes really far back. We're Mm -hmm. talking 17th century, but far back. And the, the document the Queen signs, I think, specifically says that she and her descendants are no longer no longer have the throne. Right. There's a lot of people who are not descendants of the Queen that are closer related than someone who's descended from, from the Stuarts. Right. <laughs> like, a lot of people. She has sibling, or she has, uh, yeah, she has siblings. Well, she does not have any living siblings it was just her i guess not at this point yeah no uh it was just her sister uh and i don't i don't think she had kids did she i don't think princess margaret had children maybe i could be wrong but they're still going to be closer relatives there are still going to be closer relatives i mean i would probably not be surprised if king ralph were closer to the line of succession (laughs) than francois sauvage yeah, no, uh, Princess Margaret did not have any children. Okay. Oh, no, yes, she did. Never oh. mind. Or, sorry, Pascal. She has two. She did have, she okay, has, uh, so, yeah. Yes, the, the, yes, uh, so the, the next in line would be David Albert Charles Armstrong Jones, the second Earl of Snowden. I love British, uh, <laughs> noble stuff. That is a very British thing, like, everything about <laughs> the that. second Earl of Snowden. Like, actually, now, I want to... I'm double-checking. I want to make sure that document that the Queen signed specifically said I think it just said her descendants, though. But yeah, like, beyond that, this 
initial attempt here with the fake art. What was the plan with the crown jewels and the fake Archbishop of Canterbury? Even if, like, he had a ceremony, it wouldn't suddenly mean that everyone recognizes him as king. Well, apparently all you have to do to be king is have the crown put on your head, according to the end Uh, of the movie. Yeah, there's that, too. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah, just everything about this. This plan... But, like... This plan was foiled, so they go with plan B, which is hold a gun to the Queen's Corgi. And mm-hmm. that one doesn't work either, because again, there would be so many other people who had a closer tie to the throne. Yeah. Yeah. This 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 plan does not work. I wonder if King Ralph holds up. <laughs> I'm gonna guess no. <laughs> Probably not. Although, I mean, I do love John Goodman, so I love John Goodman as well. Oh, we get Chekhov's butt tattoo. <laughs> yes, we do have Chekhov's butt tattoo. <laughs> do you do you not have a tattoo on your bottom that <laughs> <No>. says <laughs> Jesus is coming, look busy. <laughs> <laughs> I wanna know why this random other guy has that tattoo on his butt. <laughs> why does anyone have that tattoo no on their butt? Yes. <laughs> I want to know why he's, like, holding his hands in front of himself as if he's, like, covering his nakedness, but then you later see that he has underwear. Yeah. (laughs) I'm going to assume it was a ratings thing. Probably. Yeah. This is is rated PG. Yeah. I wonder if they're all rated PG? I'm not sure. But, yeah, this whole... Alright. So, Savage's pre-recorded monologue. Mm Mm-hmm. Why? Who is this for? It's so Johnny English can see it. No, I have no idea. Like it's uh, it's almost like he's like trying to like get investors or something. Yeah. But then he does a in-person presentation later. Yeah, he does. So this whole thing is weird. And I honestly don't remember the plots of the other two. I don't know if they're better or worse. <laughs> I'm going to say they're at least on par. <laughs> I I've seen the other two, but I don't remember the plots of either one. We still have this cool... I, I, I just really want that DVD player. Yeah, it's it's pretty neat. I also like these this early 2000s thick flat screen TV. Yes. That thing probably weighs about 80 pounds. <laughs> probably. And then here we find out that he's mixed up his... Because he has two rings. One has truth serum and one has muscle relaxant. Yeah. What did you shoot with him with? It really hurts. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> what you did to me really hurt. Yeah, uh, sorry about that. How do we get out of here without being seen? Okay. Left by the water fountain, yeah. or right by the fire exit, yeah. then to the elevator at the end. Thank you. Oh my god! And then how do how do we get out of here? Okay. Yeah, that's the part I love. When he's just like, okay, you go here and you do that. <laughs> and this again is Rowan Atkinson at his best I like here. when he drops the champagne glass. Well, and then I like when he grabs the other one and he breaks and it the stem breaks. off. <laughs> and he just holds it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was good, too. I'm sorry. I'm When they both get injected with the muscle relaxant. And they're flopping on the floor. You have no idea what's going on here, do you? <laughs> it would be funny if it wasn't so blablabla. What? He's talking gibberish, sir. Yes, I can hear that, Buff. He's collapsed onto me, sir. Yes, I can see that, Buff. You don't think you could have got the syringes mixed up to you, sir? What do you mean? Well, give him the guard outside the truth serum and give him Klein the muscle relaxant. 
Ah! Don't be ridiculous, Bob. I think I know my right from my left. Sir? No. Boff, take flight. Take what, sir? Flight. Flight. I'm not quite getting that second word, sir. Flight. Write it down, sir. C, C, A. Car, take the car. We didn't come by car, sir. We came by plane. It's stupid, it but, very it's stupid but it works. Yeah. He's like writing on the floor. <laughs> and here we find out that Natalie Imbruglia works for Interpol. Because mm-hmm. we knew she was involved somehow. Yeah. And. He's hiring a bunch of people out of his prisons. Yes. So this is, and yeah, Sauvage reveals to Pegasus that he, that English has been breaking in and assaulting his staff. And yep. Pegas- and Johnny English gets taken off the case. Mm-hmm. We get a fairly amusing dance scene here, though. Yes. Where his muscles stop working at times. And because of this, Sauvage is going to plan B, where they're going to get rid of the fake archbishop. Mm-hmm. And... They threaten the queen to sign a thing of instrument of advocation. She won't do it until they threaten the corgi. Right. Which I I I don't find threatening dogs funny, but okay. I I, I think the idea is that that matters more to the queen. Oh, than of her course. Own life, yeah. No, which, no, I get that. Yeah, that that works kind of. But then we have the scene where the prime minister reveals to Savage that he's next in line, which again we've already talked about is not possible. Correct. Uh, <laughs> And uh, and the crown jewels were mysteriously dropped off at a police station. <laughs> That's not convenient at all. Not at all. Also, I'm pretty sure they could still crown somebody without the crown jewels. Yes. Now we find out that now we Johnny English is you know sitting at home, throwing darts at Savage's face because he knows this is bad, but he can't do anything about it. Mm-hmm. And Natalie Imbruglia shows up and. She she conveniently now has the case. Right. That's very convenient. I mean, MI7 doesn't have any agents, at least. <laughs> well, that's true. They don't. <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah, because I had the same thought. I'm like, that's awfully convenient. I'm like, wait, but they don't have any agents to sign to the case, so. Right. So I guess, so yeah, now Lorna Campbell has the case, and she wants Johnny to help her. Uh-huh. They have to do a little fighting thing in the in his apartment. Yes, and then he has to shut his jacket in the door. Yep. I like the stamps with, uh... Yeah, the, the, the money and the stamps yep. to wash his face on them, yeah. And then you get this weird scene in the restaurant. Yes. Where it seems yeah. like she's coming on to him, and then she's not, because she's saying that, like, he makes her want to do things to him, like, punch him in the face. It's just... But it's been three years since my fiancé left me, and... Well, since then, I haven't made love to anyone. But then I met you, and I felt this hunger deep down inside. I wanted to say things to you. I wanted to do things to you that I haven't wanted to do in a very, very, very long time. What sort of things are we talking about? Things like punching you in the face. Things like kicking you in the backside for being such a pompous, know-nothing asshole. But then I started to see beyond the idiot that everybody else saw. I started to see the man on the inside. The man who was determined to do his duty no matter what or who lay in his way. And I 
began to feel other things for him, to want to do other things for him. Things involving plastic toys and soft cheese. What? <laughs> what? What? <laughs> You're toying with me, aren't you? But then she also says, but I also want to do other things. And then he says things with plastic toys and soft cheese. (laughs) (laughs) What? Which I did laugh at that line because it's so bizarre and makes no sense. And it's a little amazing. Yeah. Like plastic toys. Okay. But soft cheese. What? (laughs) I'm sure that's someone's thing. But uh... I guess so. Is there like fromage fetish or whatever? I don't know what you'd call it. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) sometimes you want to feel good (laughs) well done it's not a soft cheese but you know it's not it's it's unbelievable oh god stop (laughs) what are you saying you came on Barrett (laughs) why is there a giant shit pipe that just dumps out onto the ground yeah, and why is there a communal toilet that they all use at the same time? I know. <laughs> yeah, there's a whole bunch of there's a whole bunch wrong with this. Yeah. Also, if it was the giant ship up, he like more than just the top of like there should be more on him than just his shoulders and the top of his head. I do, I don't need there to be more than that. I mean, I don't need this at all. No. But like seriously, like why are they all? Why does? Why do all the henchmen? Use, use the bathroom at the same use time. Use the bathroom at the same time in this giant communal toilet. I don't know. And what's the one guy like special that he gets like the separate throne? That's that's a good question. And then we find out through another monologue scene. At least this room doesn't rotate. <laughs> yes. I guess Savage's big plan is to turn Britain into Australia from back when when they put all the criminals there. Yes, and. Johnny hits a button that broadcasts his voice into the room. Correct. Is, uh, what? Okay. Why is that? Why is that button there? Yeah, that's the big thing. I enjoy watching Malkovich just react. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, so Johnny English is taken away. Mm-hmm. Why don't they kill him? Same reason they don't kill. That's probably just a reference to how they never kill Bond. Probably, yeah. And now we have the radio program talking about how the first French king since the year 1066. Yep. We've asked you to call, to call in <laughs> with uh, the top th- 10 things you most love about the French. We haven't had any calls yet at all, but the lines are open. Yep. <laughs> that that was funny. Uh, and I like the, the people getting face painted mm-hmm. with the British flag. Yep. Um, we get a bit of um, what I said was boff ex machina here. Mm-hmm. Because... How does Boff get there? But, I mean, he climbs up through the shithole, but... Why did he do that when there's a perfectly good ladder right next door? Yeah. I, I do like the, the gag where he's whistling at the lock, and then he stops whistling, and he says he's going to Ultrasonic. Yes. <laughs> I, I, I like... And we see people gathered around the TV everywhere, including, like, the Australians sitting in the outback. Yes. Yes. The one guy has, like, a straight-up Crocodile Dundee hat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Also, this dates the movie, because you notice the, the planes that are flying red, white, and blue? The one in the middle is a Concorde? Yep. They don't have those anymore. Well, I mean, they have them. They, they exist, don't. but... I, I just saw one the other weekend. Uh, yeah, but that's in a museum. That belongs in a museum! <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> yes. Like, it's they do exist, but yeah, they don't fly anymore. No. They were killed by 
they were killed by internet conferencing. Mm-hmm. Johnny English takes the place of one of the bishops. But shouldn't there also be a fourth bishop for Northern Ireland? You would think. I expected them to do some kind of joke with the Welsh accent, and they didn't. Yeah, I was also disappointed that there was not a Welsh accent. <laughs> like, he would be, like, completely ununderstandable yeah. or something. I was a little disappointed. Yeah, they missed, they missed an opportunity there. Alright, so, like, this guy that's, like, the henchman to shoot Johnny English. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know if I've ever seen him in anything else, but he, like, kind of looks like like a little bit like Bruce Boxleitner. A little bit. Maybe the chin. Yeah. Or is it Box Lighter? I don't... Box Lightner. Is it? There is an N? Okay. I don't know. Like, a little bit. I guess. <laughs> Bruce Box Lightner as he would have looked then, not as he looked in the 90s for right. five. Like, uh, more how he looked on Gilmore Girls. I forgot he was in that, but... Yeah, he was uh, Logan's father. Yeah. I just, I, you know, I just sort of assumed you had seen Gilmore Girls. I didn't actually ask before I said that. <laughs> <laughs> this, uh, yeah, we get the we get the fight scene between Lorna and him. We get Johnny English trying to rip the real Archbishop's face off. Which feels right out of Austin Powers with the wig yes, thing. Yes, I do like, I did like Elsa Wash's, like, word of advice, don't go there. Yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> don't, don't go there. Uh, we have to pull down the guy's pants. There is no tattoo. There is no tattoo, no. Also, like, I feel like he would have worn pants under his robe. Yeah, probably. And I mean, like, pants in the American sense. Yes, not, yeah. He, he is sort of wearing pants in the British sense, yes. Like, yeah, these Australians, like, they're in a, she- they're on a, pe- in the back of a pickup truck in a sheep paddock. Like- <laughs> yes. <laughs> so you know they're in Australia. <laughs> of course. <laughs> I do like how they at least made it dark for the Indians. So, like, yes. you knew that, like, they, they, they were, like, aware of time zones. Yes, I agree. So, yeah, Boff puts on the DVD, and mm-hmm. it's not the evil plan. It's Johnny English lip-syncing to ABBA. Yep. And I, I really enjoy, I really liked how it was Johnny's watching this memor- mesmerized. He starts lip-syncing to it. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. Yep. And then he runs away, manages to give the guards a slip, and he's doing everything he can to stop this. He swings in on a rope to take the crown. Swinging back and forth because he misses the... And Savage has finally had enough and goes on a tirade about how the British suck. Yep. He says merit a lot. Mm-hmm. Which, yeah, probably shouldn't be allowed on a PG movie, but okay. Well, it's allowed when you... I don't know, I think you can see... Shit in the PG thirteen in a PG movie. You can you can say shit in PG thirteen. I don't think you can say shit in PG. I don't know. I know that they got away with saying mayor on Star Trek TNG right when they shouldn't have. Yep. I, I do like French swearing, Picard. Oh my god. I asked. I asked for a Holmes type mystery with an opponent capable of defeating Data. That's got to be it. <sighs> but Johnny English knocks Savage right out of the way at the last second, and the crown is put on his head, and I guess that makes him king? You cannot say shit in a PG movie. Oh, okay. You can say hell and damn, though. <laughs> and you can also say crap and ass. So, you know, <laughs> All the good ones. Yep. <laughs> so I just realized that the guy that plays the Prime Minister in this movie is the 
one of the pirate guys from Pirates of the Caribbean. Is he? Yep. Which one? Um, I'm looking up his name. Hold on. He, he's one of the main ones. Uh, try. I'm I'm now scrolling through trying to get a close up with the prime minister. Oh. I don't like. Re- I don't recognize him. He's he's the guy that's like. Oh, they're more like guidelines than actual rules. Oh, yeah, that, that guy. guy. Yeah. Gibbs. Um, I forget yeah. his. I forget his name though. Uh, Gibbs. Gibbs, yes. Gibbs. Yeah, thank Gibb, you. Or Gibbs Gibb. or Gibbs, yeah. Yeah. Okay, now looking at him on IMDb, yes, it's that guy. Yeah. But he doesn't... I guess because the uh, the combed hair is, like, throwing me off. I he think. has the combed hair and he's not doing the gruff voice thing. Yeah. But, anyway. Yeah, yeah you're right, that is that guy. Yep. And yes, so Johnny English falls and gets the crown placed on his head by accident, which apparently means he's now king. Mm-hmm. I'm not so he gets sure how that works, but okay. Sauvage arrested and taken away, and that's I do like how he then asks for a knighthood though. That's yep. good. And I like the thing about he's been sentenced to death and he wins his brain donated to science to study what was it? To study hypermanic hypermanic schizophrenia. schizophrenia, yeah. And then we have the scene in the car and yep. Johnny accidentally ejects Lorna. I, I like the uh, the champagne dispenser. Yeah, I feel like a champagne dispenser is a thing that happened in an actual Bond movie. Well, he had the he had the chill he had like the chiller box in the armrest in Goldeneye. That's it. Yeah, it's the the champ button. <laughs> sure, it's a nice touch that the champagne dispenser has the Austin Martin brand logo on it. It is, and yeah, that after credit scene that I've never seen before. Yeah, that's good too. With the yeah the banana the the banana guy with the yeah that's great. Yeah, she lands in the pool, and the guy that's reading the paper puts the paper down. It's the banana scar guy. Yep, with the scar on both sides of his face. Yeah, <laughs> and the curly and the curly orange hair. Yeah. <laughs> How have you that never is... seen that before? No, I've never seen that. <laughs> or if I had, I forgot. Like I remember this one because I've seen this a few times. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so that's Johnny English. It has its moments. Well, I guess if you were just listening to the music. Yeah. Like no, I, I the entire credits played through like sitting next to me while I was doing stuff today, but I apparently didn't look at the screen while that was on. <laughs> yeah, so that's it's it's an amusing movie. Yeah, it has its moments. It has its cringy moments, uh, but it certainly was not as cringe worthy as the Austin Powers sequels. No, I don't know if I would rush out to watch this again, but at the same time, I wouldn't object to watching it again. Yeah, like, if you, if someone asked me, hey, you want to watch Spy Hard, I'd be a hard no. Yes. But this one, not so much. At, at this point, I think almost, I mean, certainly Goldmember and maybe even the second Austin Powers movie, I would say, no, I'm good. I certainly wouldn't watch Goldmember. Yep. I might watch Spy Who Shagged Me. So I appreciate that, at least on, on Plex and maybe on the credits, John Malkovich's credit is playing Pascal Sauvage, comma, the greedy Frenchman. Amazing. <laughs> so we'll we've we've now started uh, the the run of these three movies. It's on IMDb too. Pascal Sauvage, the greedy Pretty Frenchman. Frenchman. Yeah. <laughs> he's also like he's 14th in billing order. I think that's probably in appearance order though. It says first build only. Yeah. Well. Oh. So that means in the credit in the opening credits he's probably was it like one of those and John Malkovich things. Uh, special appearances by John Malkovich or something. Yeah. Never fully understood how those things work. Because no. there's so many different variations of them. Mm-hmm. 
Anyway, next week we will be back with Johnny English Reborn. Indeed. When they when they decided to make a sequel eight years later. Eight, yeah, 2011. I guess John Malkovich... Or John Malkovich. I guess... <laughs> I yeah, guess, John Malkovich does not no, return. I guess Rowan Atkinson uh, needed the money or something at that point. I guess. Yeah. And then again in 2018. Yep. Hey, that means, you know, give it another... Give it another three or four years and we'll probably get another one. Probably. <laughs> but that's... This one will have a $12 million budget. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It'll just be Rowan Atkinson playing all the roles. <laughs> I've seen worse. Yeah. All right, so next week, Johnny English Reborn.